Hi guys, welcome back to Mystery Murder. I hope you're all doing okay today, as good as it can get. Today's mystery case I will be talking about is the murder of Elizabeth Short, aka the Black Dahlia. If you are into unsolved cases, um, mystery murder, true crime, I definitely suggest you keep on listening to this podcast because this um, case is definitely a whodunit. Who may have done it? Okay, a little bit of background story on Elizabeth Short. She was born on July 1924 in Hyde Park, Massachusetts, where she lived with her parents, Cleo and Phoebe Short. Her parents ended up separating, getting divorced, and Elizabeth stayed with her mom in Massachusetts while her dad moved to, I believe, was Los Angeles. It was said that she had beautiful black hair and green eyes, and she always had a flower in her hair. I believe that's how she got the name, the Black Dahlia, from her black hair and always having a flower in her hair. It was also said that she was a wild child when she was 18, but I feel like that's everybody in their 18, you know, having fun, you're in your prime time. But I guess back then it was kind of seen as, I guess it just wasn't that tolerated. Okay, yeah, her father did live in California. Her father ended up moving to Vallejo, California, where he eventually asked her to move in with him. And their deal was, if she moved in with him, all she had to do was cook and clean for him, and she wouldn't have to pay any bills. She would just have to do that for him. She decided to stay with him. She agreed on the deal, but it only lasted about three weeks three weeks and she moved out apparently she wasn't listening she wasn't going along with the deal she would do what she wanted all the time she was always out late she just didn't do anything they had agreed on so her dad pretty much kicked her out he told her that it wasn't going to work out and he she could find a different place to move now to me that's kind of mean only because that's your dad kicking you out of his house that he asked you to stay in but I mean it makes sense she wasn't going along with the deal sadly this was the last time that he said he had seen and spoken to her Elizabeth decided that she did not want to move back to Massachusetts to stay with her mom but to stay in California and figure it out on her own she ended up finding a job on a camp on a military base called Camp Cook, where she worked at a post exchange. This lasted about a few months. Then she decided to move to sunny San Diego. She had no plans, no money, no idea what she was going to do, but she was just going to go with the flow. Over there in San Diego, she ended up meeting a woman. Her name was Dorothy, and they hit it off immediately. They were having drinks one night, and they just started talking, and Elizabeth told her her situation she had nowhere to go nowhere to stay no money so Dorothy offered her a place to stay she ended up staying um at Dorothy's place for about a month from December 1946 to January 1947 she one day she had told Dorothy that she was going to go to her next adventure she didn't know where she didn't know when but she was planning on having a next adventure
Elizabeth had told Dorothy that someone by the name Red was going to pick her up and take her to her next adventure. She, they said their goodbyes, and she went into a Studebaker coupe. This was Elizabeth going into that car with a guy named Red that picked her up. On January 15, 1947, there's a 911 call in the morning to the Los Angeles dispatch to report a dead body. So this is the part of the story where it gets a little bit intense, so I'm going to keep it PG, but beware there might be a few descriptive content. So police ended up going out to the scene where they saw a naked body laying on the grass in the middle of the suburbs. Now, that's a weird place to find a dead body, like in the middle of the suburbs where there's a bunch of houses, Next to the sidewalk, it's just a pretty odd place to find a body. So the body was lying on its back. And again, beware, a little descriptive content, the body was cut in half. Now, the body was a John Doe. Nobody knew who it was, but spoiler, we know who it is. It was Elizabeth. Now, something that was I found weird with the autopsy was that it said that each big toe was painted red. The rest of the small toes, no no nail polish, just those two big toes. Now, it could make sense because sometimes when you wear open-toed shoes that only show a few of your toes, you paint those really quick and go on with your day. She could have done that. But again, the guy that picked her up went by the name of Red. Her toes were painted red. I just found that weird. Again, I'm going to avoid all the gory details, but there are two things that stood out about this case. The first thing was there was a tic-tac-toe game carved onto her right hip. Like, there's a time and a place for tic-tac-toe, and this is definitely not it. The second thing that stood out was the three-inch cuts made from each side of her mouth, giving her that joker smile. Now, she, just poor Elizabeth, she was just... She was done really wrong. It was also very clear that she was strangled because there was significant amount of signs of her being restrained. To add on to this, the it was known that she had died laying face down. And this is because the lividity on her face. So when you die, let's say you die on your back, usually all the blood pulls to the bottom of your back where you're laying down because of gravity leaving your skin that purple red look so she had that on the front part of her body so it was obvious that she was moved because when they first found her she was on her back but she had died face down after identifying elizabeth they went to her father's house to tell him that they found his daughter. Now, before I get into that, one thing that I forgot to add on was that there was no blood at the scene. No blood in her body. Like, she was drained of her blood and no blood at the scene, which also makes it obvious that she had been moved. She had been murdered somewhere else and was placed in the suburbs. Now, back to them telling her dad, they gave him a call they went to this his house, actually, and told him that she was murdered. But when he answered the door, 
he was very wasted, very drunk, and angry. And he had told them that they didn't, he didn't care that they found his body, her body, his daughter's body, and he didn't want to go down to the coroner's office to identify it. Now, I find this part of this case really sad because her own father didn't even bother going down to the coroner's office to identify that it was Dorothy or didn't even care that they found his daughter murdered. His daughter. But they ended up contacting contacting Elizabeth's mom and she immediately flew down to LA to identify that it was her. Police also ended up contacting Dorothy, who was the last person who had seen them the night that Elizabeth died. She told them pretty much what happened. She got picked up by a guy that went by the name of Red in a Studebaker coupe. Police ended up searching all motels, and they ended up finding one who had checked in on December 19th by the name of Robert Monley and also had a 1939 Baker coupe. Now, police were determined that this was the man who murdered Elizabeth. Dorothy even confirmed that it was the man who had picked up Elizabeth that night. But he ended up passing a polygraph test, and they had nothing on him, so they had to let him go. They had no evidence to actually make an arrest. One month goes by and still nothing. This case was starting to become a cold case. A lot of people started learning about this case and it just became a mass social media thing. People also started confessing to the killing Elizabeth, but they had no evidence. Like so many people had confessed to killing her but had no proof to doing it. And in the first place, why would you confess to a murder it's just weird we were just confessing left and right to committing this crime the police had so many suspects but they didn't have enough evidence to get anyone convicted it was just making this case very confusing for police they did have one suspect george hotto who was an infamous hollywood actor who had a very very shady past who i which i will not be getting into Um, There was one night where the police ended up bugging his house so they could listen to some of his daily conversations. And in one call, they heard him say, quote, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead, quote. Now that's super shady because she had just recently died of an overdose. That's a little suspicious. At one point, there was enough evidence to make an arrest on George Hoddle, but he had already fled the U.S. He ended up leaving the U.S. to, I believe, was the Philippines. This was in April 1950. Even George's son heavily believed that he had murdered and committed the crime, that he had killed the flock dog, and he even believed that he had killed many more. He even wrote a book about how he how he strongly believes he killed Elizabeth and when he was gone and came back to the U.S. that he would kill again. So we're back to square one and the case ended up getting cold. There was already 27 people who confessed to a murder. 27 people confessed to killing the Black Dahlia. 
I think this is because it was such a media sensation that people just wanted to take credit for killing her. I don't know. Though this was a very horrible murder on Elizabeth, it still remains unsolved. But there's still one suspect that police believe would fit the profile. All signs pointing to Cleveland, Ohio. There's a string of horrible murders and all the victims were cut in half. The killer was known as the Cleveland Torso Killer. Although I did avoid very gory details and other details along the case, I strongly suggest that you guys look into it. I found this case very interesting. And if you ended up liking this, I really hope that you stay for my next podcast where I talk about true crime, murders, cold cases, everything you can think of. Thank you guys.